You are listening to You Heard It Here Second. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or DerekAndSteve.com. Subscribe and follow today. The Bucks are good. They just lose football games. Derek and Steve present. I don't think I usually give enough thanks on Thanksgiving. Actually, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. You're probably right. You could always give more thanks, I feel like. You can always give more thanks. Right. He was terrible. He I was think, awful. I think he was a little simple. It's a, like we've never seen anything in between. It's just like tiny little baby Yoda and then like million year old Yoda. Yeah, I wonder if we're going to get... Uh, like are we going to get like midlife Yoda? Yeah, mid-twenties party Yoda. <laughs> I'm about to try the Peloton. Little nervous. I'm a little Don't nervous. Me. You heard it here second. Hello and welcome to episode number 142 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, how does freedom feel? Freedom feels amazing, Derek. Um, And you're alluding to the fact that my exams are over. I am. I am officially halfway done with law school. Does that make... That is a big Does that make you feel... How does that make you feel? It makes me feel... uh, a sense of accomplishment on behalf of you. Okay. Well, I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> um, it is just now hitting me. We are uh, recording on Monday night. And um, as you can imagine, my, my final one was on Saturday. And yep. um, so Saturday night and basically all day Sunday, uh, we, was at, we were out celebrating with um, the people who had their last exam on Saturday as well. So I am fully recovered and I'm ready to start my Christmas vacation. There you go. How does freedom? Freedom is great. How is uh, the Christmas season for you? The Christmas season is uh, come up fast this year. I'll say that. Yeah, we're um, we're close. I am. I am as far. I am probably further behind in my Christmas shopping than I've ever been. Like, like at this point, you're usually um, pretty on top of it too. I'm pretty on top of it usually, but uh, this just uh, this year came up more quickly. I think I haven't been on top of it. So awesome. this week's a big week for the Christmas shopping. I'm going to do a lot of it. I'm hoping that some of the stuff I want to get can ship by Christmas. Look, we've kind of become spoiled, yeah, in in thinking that everything just ships like in 12 seconds to you. Yeah. But um, so hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that works out well. Otherwise, I might be doing some actual like mall trips or something. Whoa, like, ew. Yeah, I know, right? Go to the mall, gross. In the mall, yeah. Um, I am, I am so, on schedule for uh, for that's good. for Steve's Christmas shopping. That's good. Yeah, that's, it's good to be on schedule. Which is which is behind. <laughs> standard standard on schedule for me is behind standard fare yeah standard operating procedure no stress so uh so anything else you want to add on your opening drive of being done with exams in your face exams in my face <laughs> i thought you were gonna rub it in my face and like, in well, your i don't have exams in but your I'm face still working. too derek i'm still working so i How's guess you work? got work how there. was how was your monday monday was tough today monday was tough Duh. after after a fun weekend with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Rager, you know, we'll get to that later. Can't wait to hear about that. Uh, Monday is a tough one after after such a fun weekend. So, But only one more week, and then uh, I'm also off for Christmas time, so got to power through it. Um, you can do so it. So there's your opening drive. There's your opening drive. Steve is free, uh, and it brings us into half number one today, which is sports. Alrighty, so sports, uh, we got football to start. Actually, most of it is about football. We'll have a, a, a small non-football topic at the end here, but uh, we'll start with a quick NFL uh, hit before we go to college football topics. So let's start with the NFL. Um, there's one team that is undeniably the hottest team in the NFL right On now. On a tear. <laughs> and it's it's the Baltimore Ravens, but the second hottest team in the NFL 
is the is your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <laughs> Derek. That the Bucks have Tampa won Bay four. Bucks. They've won four in a row. They look good. We're back on the Jameis train. We don't know what we're doing. We were eliminated from playoff contention two weeks ago and are still just barrel like just stacking these wins. Um, so I don't know how to feel. This is classic Bucks, and we're not going to talk much about it because every time we talk about it, I say the same thing, which is they're so good. I love them, but we didn't make the playoffs because I don't know. I don't know what we're doing with Jameis. Okay, right. That's it. That sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> so go Bucks. Have well, fun in the, the playoffs. They are, they are the second hottest team. Uh, tied with the Chiefs right now for the longest, second longest win streak of which is four in the NFL. Baltimore is on a ten game win streak. So, so there you go. The Tampa Bay Bucks are the hottest team in the league besides Baltimore, and they look good. They look good. I, yeah, this is what they do to me. It's like, yeah. it's like golf <laughs> where you hit one good shot and you're like, wow, maybe golf yep. is fun, even though the entire time it sucked. I'm telling you, that's like what a Bucks season is. And and we're gonna get we're gonna we're about to get to the the back half of this this topic because hopefully it isn't like this anymore, but they're Boston College. That's who the Bucks are. I've said it many yeah. times. Yeah. They are Steve Adazio's Boston College Eagles. That's who the Tampa Bay Bucks are. Well, that's <laughs> let's actually talk about Boston College because there is huge news yeah. on the BC front. Big, huge, gigantic news. So we Maybe the biggest did, news. This is the biggest news that, yeah, and, and you know, we um, obviously talk about BC football quite a bit on the podcast when it's relevant. Um a lot of times it's really only relevant to us, but this is actually a big, this is the biggest hire thus far in the college football off season. Yeah. I would say. Um, we are the talk of the it, town. It, this was announced on college game day on Saturday morning, which just to give, sorry, before we dive in, uh, Boston college has hired Jeff Halfley as their new head football coach, uh, replacing Steve Adazio. So a uh, quick little card on Jeff Halfley. He was, he is currently Ohio state's defensive coordinator. A lot of, a lot of like, websites and stuff are listing him as a co-defensive coordinator, which I've seen. But from what I understand, he's really the defensive coordinator right. of Ohio State. And Ohio State is um, currently ranked number one in the world. Number two. So LSU took over number oh, one. Oh, did for they? The but, but Ohio State was pretty much almost a wire-to-wire -wire number one for most of the year. But LSU got the number one spot. So Ohio State now has a big game against Clemson, which is instead of Oklahoma. So it's kind of a... That was actually a big deal that they got dropped to number two. But... Um, so regardless, Jeff Halfley is Ohio State's defensive coordinator. Um, he's got a bunch of other experience. So just as far as some of the coaches that he's worked with, uh, he's actually he was under Greg Schiano with Tampa Bay Buccaneers, actually, hmm. uh, for for your Bucks in, in 2012. Bad year. Um, he had he had some tenure with the Cleveland Browns as a defensive backs coach. Uh, he worked for Chip Kelly when he was with the 49ers. Wow. And Kyle Shanahan when he was with the 49ers afterwards after that. Um most recently, obviously, in Ryan Day's staff. And he also had some time. Actually, I think Shiano brought him from Rutgers to Tampa Bay. So Shiano got him in the door of the NFL, it appears. And then he spent some time there. But uh, so he's got some he has some history in the Northeast in particular for college football. He spent time at Pitt and, Rut and Rutgers. Um, and, and most of his career has been defensive backs and then leading into defensive coordinator. Um, for defensive backs, some of the key guys on his resume, Darrell Revis was one of his recruits and uh and uh, pro like players that he coached at Pitt, um, and for Rutgers, it was uh, he had uh, Logan Ryan and Deron Harmon, who were both uh, ended up being drafted by the Patriots. Sweet, uh, some good defensive backs there that he coached uh, at Rutgers. So he's got some good experience, um, more so than the experience, though. Well, and then of course the 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 calling card is the Ohio State season that he's put together this year. Um, so lots of high remarks as a recruiter. 
Um, but if you really go and watch, and I would recommend anyone who's a BC fan, go and watch. Go to like BC Football's Twitter page and just watch the clips or the full press conference of his introduction because just it's impossible not to like what you hear from this guy. Yeah. Given what BC's been going through, so what's your first reaction to the halfway hire? Um, my, I am over the moon. This is way more than we expected. Um, yeah. so there's a few points that I want to make. One, I love, love, love that we we got the best hire of this uh, coaching carousel season, hands yeah. down. We got the best hire. Um, another thing is he's young, he's energetic. He, you can tell he like. He's a he's a student of the game. Like he wants, he's like all energy. He's going to be a great recruiter. Um, he seems to be all in on BC. I know it's it's very early, but um, it's just it's so outside of a standard Boston College pick, which is yeah. so refreshing. Like it's not just a an old white guy with a mustache who's been <laughs> who's been on fifteen different teams and been just above average their entire career. You know, this is yeah. a this is a gamble. He's he's never been a head coach before, um, mm-hmm. but he's he's defensive coordinator for one of the best teams in the country, if not the best. Um, and so I, I'm I'm over the moon. I'm I'm extremely happy. Um, of course, we this is all hype right now. We would have been hyped for, oh, yeah. for most most anyone who Jarman picked, but I, I couldn't I couldn't ask for a, a better hire here. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, this is. Like aside from being the big name, right? Like, and I feel like everybody always like wants a big name, but like you, a lot of times you really don't want a big name. Like when a big name's available in college football, there's a reason they're available, especially for a job like BC, right? And yeah. the name Shiano comes right up to mind because he was hired this off season, and we all, I think, collectively were like, "Thank God we didn't hire Greg Shiano <laughs> as our coach." God, oh right? And God. but but he was by far the biggest name available, yeah. right? And it's like that doesn't necessarily. It's not necessarily what you want in your hire. So I think aside from the big name, if you looked at this hire and like all the aspects around it, when we brought Jarman on three or four years ago, whenever he became the AD, uh, three years ago, I think, um, if you looked at this hire, it would be like, this is, yeah, that's exactly what we wanted. We wanted Martin Jarman to call Ohio State's AD, who he was just working for, and say, hey, I'm looking at some of the best guys on your number one ranked staff, and I, I want them to be my head coach. And that's exactly what happened. And in his press conference this morning, he got one of uh, one of the questions directed at Jarman was kind of how much his relationship with the Ohio State Athletic Department played into this hire. And essentially, Jarman was like, you know, it it worked both good and bad because on the good side, yes, like I have that network and I was able to, to talk with them. Like on the bad side, I, like it, I didn't really know how that was going to go over me, like calling my old boss and saying like your guy is, um, is number one on my list. Right. Yeah. Like like and so, you know, but but he did say that in the presser. He said he called him like he was he was nervous to call him. But like he, he told him that, like, hey, just I want to be honest with you. Like this is before he talked to Halfley at all. He called the Ohio State AD and he's like, I want to be honest with you. Like one of your guys is very high on my list, like, you know, but et cetera. And then he kind of told him it was Halfley and. The AD obviously granted that permission or whatever to, mm-hmm. to talk with him and all that. So it's like it's just exactly what you would have wanted from Martin Jarman. Like this was on his resume. He was exactly. the Ohio State guy and he he leveraged that perfectly here. So it's just you just have to be thrilled with it. And yeah. j- just one more point on what you said about uh, about him appearing to be all in and wanting to be here. Like, you know, he he was very, very emotional in his press conference. Like, like you. So, again, I recommend people watch it. 
um, it, very emotional at, at the beginning. I would say like when he's kind of like thanking people and like really honored to have the the chance to to coach BC. But then he kind of says he's like, I wish like hell I could stay here right now and dive in. He's like, but I got to go win a national championship. Yeah. <laughs> like, and just like the like just the confidence that he that he said that with was just like, OK, th- this is, again, so not typical of BC coach. Right. Yeah. Like 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 like, he, like he's like, no, I got to go win a national championship now. Yeah. Like so, I, so I you, I just love the energy. I feel like he's going to bring some swagger back and we Definitely. some much needed swagger. Yeah. Um, here's a question, though, kind of in, in that same vein. Do we now have to root for Ohio State to win, or do we want them to lose? Do you want him to like be hungry for that championship, or do you want him to be coming oh, off a good, championship season? That's a good question. Um, that's a good question. My initial thought was like, no, we have no reason to really want them to have to win. Like, I mean, because like he's he's coming anyway, and like being hungry would be good. But you know, I I guess that. That, uh, you know, I'm trying to think if that's a big recruiting chip or not. Right. Like to bring your national championship ring. <laughs> be I, like, I think it is. Right. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I mean, I think it's a win win either and, way. Well, but. well, well and, and you have to remember that Ryan Day is. So, so I should actually add this because it was a part of his press conference as well. When he went, uh, when Halfley went through thanking all the coaches he's worked for and like the people that have helped him get to this point, um, Ryan Day was last on the list. And, and, he, and he was like, Basically, essentially, it was like the most of all, like Ryan Day. And and in and, and part of that answer, he said that Ryan Day literally always speaks insanely highly of BC and how how it's just how, how special of a place right. it is. And like, Ryan, like Ryan, Ryan Day, Day, the current coach of Ohio State. And and former Boston College coach. Former Boston College offensive uh, coordinator. Offensive coordinator, right. And, and just to hear that he, because like we didn't, we had no idea, right? Like, like Ryan Day was o- OC for, for a couple of seasons here and then ended up not getting offered any head coaching position because Adazio was here and then he left and, and now he's Ohio state's coach. Right. So for all we know, he's like, yeah, screw BC. Like I was there, like they never gave me a chance to be the head coach. And now here I am about to win a national championship. Right. Yeah. But that's not the case. Like, like he's, he speaks really highly of it and was really happy for halfway to get the chance to go, go here. Good. So I think, um, you know, having him win the national championship as well as a potentially a, a good thing. Um, when it comes to BC. So yeah, all that said, you might be right. Maybe it is some, a chance, a, a situation here where we have to root for Ohio State, even though I'm not really, I don't really totally want to do that. <laughs> but, yeah. We'll um, just see what happens and, and yeah. make our decision after. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, do you have any additional thoughts on Halfley? There's one more thing I want to talk about with Adazio, but but we can, if you have anything else on Halfley, um, we can- Not on Halfley, but I want to say Jarmond is, his track record is so unbelievable. It's almost like a joke. Like he <laughs> yeah. came in and just gets everything done it yeah it's surprising that i've i've seen two ad's in my time in outside of jarman who did nothing nothing who did nothing and now that i've graduated and am less connected to the school jarman this athletic director comes in and makes huge changes that you just cannot look away from like yeah. adding alcohol to the to the stadium extending facilities facilities like, like the ex- practice extending facility? um city tailgating hours hiring yeah. a, a head coach from ohio state it. like it I, yeah, I am right i am blown away by the job he's yeah. doing yeah i completely agree and uh just to add on to that i think one another another interesting tidbit from the press conference this morning was uh, I think I had mentioned before, like we don't know the we we never really knew the extent to which Father Leahy was involved in this stuff, right? Right. And 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 Jarman's statement when they announced the hire, like his written statement, he mentioned like um 
like the or no, sorry, when they announced the firing of Adazio, not the hire of, of Halfley, but the firing of Adazio, he mentioned like uh like getting Father Leahy's approval kind of or like like there there was some verbiage in there that was like, Oh, like yeah, this is a little subtle reminder that Father Leahy's actually still the one that has to say yes about all this stuff. Yeah. And uh and what I found really interesting in Jarman's press conference this morning was that he said uh, Jarman said it's ext- like first of all he the, the Father Leahy was the first person he thanked and he said like for showing the trust in in, in Jarman and and what Jarman continued to say was that it's very rare for for an AD making his first hire that being Jarman like an AD making his first head coaching hire it's extremely rare to not use a search firm is what Jarman said right. this morning and Father Leahy trusted him not to use a search firm they Jarman did the search himself using his network and he hired his guy. <laughs> And, and so, so, so we do have to give Leahy some credit for that because he's taken a lot of heat over the years, kind of more speculative heat, but like he's taken heat where people think that he has a real handcuff on the program. Right. Right. And so it was great to hear that as well. And just to see Jarman have the reins, like given like what you said, how much he's done, it's, it was just awesome to see this come to fruition and, and quickly too. It's like, yeah, it's like you, you want Halfley to be there for our bowl game now, even though he probably won't be obviously. Yeah. But um yeah so it's interesting it's all all golden very happy very much so so last point i want to bring up about this which i, I just want to get your thoughts on this because i thought i find it to be a very interesting element um so steve adazio as you mentioned before we hired halfley already found a new job with colorado state yeah have fun um, have fun with him colorado state <laughs> yeah <laughs> by the way uh two fun facts about that one in adazio's tenure he was i forget i think I forget the stat, but I believe he was like 24 and one or something against non power five teams, I think, which is like our cupcakes, essentially. Yeah. The one loss, Colorado State. Interesting. So, um, so he goes to the one team that he if, lost to. If you can't never should have lost to. If you can't, if you can't beat him, join him. Um, but but the interesting part that I want to I want to just mention here because I find it kind of I find it to be an interesting twist and, and really a weird twist to be honest is so everybody was talking about the buyout right because like when you know we if you remember we just extended a Dazio uh, last off season yeah. because that's kind of how it works in college football you extend them so that the recruits don't want to leave right mm-hmm. even though you might still fire him and so you know that means that BC had a fairly big buyout of like three years left of Dazio's contract but you get relief from that apparently if the coach finds a new job like quickly. Mm-hmm. And so like depending on the contract specifics, but like the reporting generally indicated that BC would not have to pay so much money or maybe even any money if the new contract was close to what he was owed um, in buyout money. Did you see who Colorado state hired to help them with their coaching search? Uh, no. Urban Meyer. Interesting. Urban Meyer was hired to help Colorado State find a coach, and they landed on Steve Adazio. And then we wow. went to Ohio State <laughs> yeah. and took their defensive coordinator. So I find it extremely, extremely interesting. Now, Adazio, of course, coached with Urban Meyer and their friends, and he was his coordinator yeah. um, back in Florida. So it's not like it's not like totally random, but I just found that so funny. Like the the triangle connection here between that where Adazio gets is the one that Urban Meyer is helping with the search on. And then we get the guy from Ohio State. So hmm. interesting twist. Nice, but fun Nonetheless, facts. I think everyone's thrilled. Everyone's thrilled about Halfley. And I think uh, now, now I just can't wait for the playoff to be over so that he can get here and start going to work. Yeah, so. I'm excited. And he, and he and he met. Sorry, I, I could go on forever about this, but he he mentioned also um, like because one question I always have is like, all right, well, how much freedom is he going to have for his staff? Right? Because like 
a lot of times you don't know whether the coach is going to bring in a whole new staff. And, and the indications seem to be that he's going to assemble his own staff. Like he, he kind of uh, alluded to putting a lot of guys around him that he's worked with and then also guys that he hasn't that can push him. Hmm. But like he's, he's going to bring in guys and like he, he essentially alluded to like he not he, he was like I kind of said he couldn't wait until he can have he has time to like dive into it and really make these decisions on his staff. Cool. So that's also exciting. That's going to be a new staff, which is huge. Like I, we want new blood in here as far as the decision makers go. Yes. Um, and so it should be really, really exciting. So it's like a Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> yeah. Um, so moving on from that, we, uh, great hire for BC going into college bowl season. Now we have a couple topics to talk about here. So we'll start with you. What, what are your initial thoughts on the bowls and your best, you know, kind of go, go wherever you want with your best bowl, your prediction, what your thoughts are on some of these. Okay. So obvious, there's an obvious winner for best bowl and it's the best to- bowl or best bowl name, best bowl name, bowl name. Okay. The Tony, the tiger sun bowl <laughs> is literally a cereal bowl. Yeah. True. Um, so it's the first time anyone's ever done that. It's the first time a cereal has sponsored a, a college football bowl. Um, yep. And it's the Tony, the tiger sun bowl. And it happens to be Florida state, and Arizona State, uh, battle of nice. the, battle of the party schools. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's going to be wild. It's December thirty first, the night of New Year's. So um, it's that's by far the best bowl. Um, back, even though we didn't want it back, Serve Pro First Responders Bowl, uh, which was canceled uh, last year when Boston yeah, College right. was in it because of lightning. They literally just canceled the bowl. Like, no serve yep. pro. It was very second responder of them. So the serve pro first responder bowl did not go <laughs> off with... It went off with no hitches. Um, or did it, There was tons of hitches, I mean. Um, <laughs> yeah. In that bowl, it's Western Kentucky versus Western Michigan. So wow. ba- battle of the half of mediocre states. The western <laughs> half of mediocre states. Um... The Sophie Hawaii Bowl has Hawaii in it. I always find that odd that Hawaii always gets to play in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, that's about it. I mean, Tropical Smoothie Cafe has a bowl this year. Like, like everyone who wants a bowl gets a bowl. That's yeah. that's how it you works. You want one, you get one. <laughs> you want one, you get one. Tony the Tiger can have one. Um, um, so we got, and so for the playoff games, we got um, PlayStation and Chick fil A get the sponsorships for. The playoff games, which is uh, PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, is Ohio State and Clemson, mm-hmm. and the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl is LSU Oklahoma. Um, and speaking of LSU, we should mention Joe Burrow did win the Heisman, right? Um, so not, not a surprise. Yeah. Yes, and I think it was the the highest margin anyone's ever won. Oh, was it? it yeah, I think I so. But it was. Yeah, but there's there was no contest. Yeah. Um, so right, right, right. let's do quick predictions while we got them. It's Ohio. So yep. the first game, December 28th, PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, Ohio State yep. versus Clemson. Who you got? I, this is, this one's, this one's so tough to pick. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Clemson. Like, and I'm going mainly because I just think that they just continue to get criminally underrated. And I don't understand it. I hear that. Clemson, Trevor Lawrence has never lost a football game. I don't know how many times I need to continue to repeat this. Yeah. And they just won. They won the ACC championship game 62 to 17. Yeah. Like, like I just, it, it blows my mind. I know the ACC was not very good this year by and large, but you know, it was still a top 25 team, a conference championship game, like mm-hmm. 62 to 17. I, I just think that Clemson has continued to go under the radar 
Ohio State looked vulnerable in the first half against Wisconsin. Obviously, they stormed back and really dominated, but I'm going to go with yeah. Clemson. I'm going to also go with Clemson for the same reasons because Clemson is historically underrated for some reason. Yep. And Ohio State is also historically overrated. I don't know That's if they're true, I don't know if I they're think. overrated in this year, but they're it's Clemson Ohio State and I'm I'm going to put Clemson with a slight edge. Yep. Um all right. I agree. Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl LSU versus Oklahoma. LSU Oklahoma. So I want Oklahoma to win this game. Um, I don't think they will. <laughs> I, in fact, I don't know if it's going to be close. I, I I want it to be, but I, I think Oklahoma's played so many close games against what I think were teams they really should have beat by more. Mm-hmm. And LSU has just been so impressive against everybody they've played. Yeah. Like, I mean, at least lately. Like they, they, kind of, they had some closer games earlier in the year, but they've just looked like a wagon lately. I'm going to go with LSU as much as I would like. I mainly would be rooting for Oklahoma because I would so, so love to see Jalen Hurts win the national championship with Nick Saban on his couch. Oh, yeah, that that would be that would be so good to see. But um, I also really like LSU as well. And I love Coach O. Me too. I love like, you know, I really like the the playoff teams this year, but I'm going to go LSU in this one. Um, uh, This is not going to be as exciting, but I'm also going to pick LSU. So we both have. LSU Clemson and I, you're right. I think that game is not going to be that close. I think yeah. um, LSU is dominant this year, and um, Oklahoma is is definitely the the last man out here. Yeah, the thing is, Oklahoma has always had that high octane passing offense, and they really haven't done it this year. They've actually been like kind of grinding it out and like running the ball like with the option with Hertz and like kind of. Mm-hmm. And I just they're not built that way though. Like like. I don't think they can win that same style of matchup against LSU. So I think they would need to air it out and really kind of like make it a shootout. And I don't know if that's what they've been doing lately. So, hmm. so yeah. Um, okay. So that brings us to LSU Clemson, huh? LSU Clemson. Who you got? Ooh, boy, that is, that's a big, that'd be a good match. That'll be such a good matchup. If that's what happens, honestly, really any, like I said, any of the matchups I think would be outstanding if they, in the championship game, I will go with LSU in that one. Okay. I, I would be I'd be rooting for Clemson, but I think by the same logic I just said that Trevor Lawrence has never lost a game. I think he does eventually need to lose one. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, uh, no, I I just think just what I've seen from LSU more recently, it's just but like when I saw how many touchdowns Burrow passed for this year, I couldn't believe it. Like th- like they've actually got a high powered offense and like a normal good defense that that they usually have. So. Yeah. I'm going with LSU, and I think that will be a very close game. I don't think that they're, again, I think Clemson's really way better than people are giving them credit for, but I'll go with LSU. Okay, I'm going to go with Clemson. All right. I, I'm I'm on team, this this is a national championship team who hasn't lost in like 30 plus games. And they really didn't lose many players either. <laughs> they right. have all their best players. So uh, I'm going to stick with the, with if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think Clemson's yeah. still got the hot hand. Um, also, I want to note, if it is LSU-Clemson in the finals, that's going to be the best color matchup for Jersey. Yes, yeah, great like color matchup. White, yellow, and purple versus oh, like dark burnt orange. Yeah, it's just like I'm trying to Although, think of like yeah. if it's Ohio State, say, Oklahoma, I'm gonna like cry. Ohio State, Oklahoma would be terrible. It'd be terrible colors, color but, matchup. But uh, but I will say that is actually the only one I think is the terrible for colors. Like I actually think LSU, Ohio State's totally fine too. And. uh True. Clemson, Oklahoma is actually, I think, okay. Even though it's red, orange, like mm. for some reason that is okay to me. I don't know. But yeah, Ohio State, Oklahoma would be a terrible color matchup. I would throw up. We would need Ohio State to wear their like black alternates, I think. And they would never do that. And they wouldn't. Although they did do it in a playoff game once, I think, but not. they wouldn't do it in a national championship, I don't think. Mm. But uh, 
but yeah, there you go. I think that would be an outstanding, uh, either one of those really LSU. Yeah. Like I, I circled back to it. All the, yeah. all the matchups I think yeah. would be great except for Oklahoma, Iowa state. Um, and so. the last thing I want to say about college bowl season, I am doing my college bowl pool again. Yep. So if you have not, if as a listener, if you have not received the invite, please let me know if you'd like to be a part of it. 10 bucks, pick the winner of every, um, game, uh, winner take all very fun, very fun time. There you go. And Derrickson be in it, and he stinks. So that's ten bucks right yeah, there. Yeah. So automatic win, automatic yeah. win. No, this is my comeback year. This is my year. I'm gonna actually do good. Sure. Um, <laughs> so, uh, last topic. You got a tennis update for us? Yeah. Just something that um, people may want to know is that Caroline Wozniacki uh, and is has officially announced her retirement. She's gonna play one more tournament, the French Open, um, and then call it quits. And she's pretty young and still pretty good. Uh, she was the one who. Uh, Rory McIlroy broke up with via text. Oh yeah, right. Uh, right. That was a big drama deal there. So, um, not much else besides that. But she was a big name in women's tennis. She never won the big one. She may have won once and then kind of fell off. But she's retiring pretty early, especially relative to uh, women's tennis, where the the stars tend to play longer. So, right. I think she's in her late twenties. So, um, you may want to watch the French Open to see her play one last time. There you go. So she is calling it quits. Um, so that's it for sports and brings us into the second half, which is pop culture. All right. So pop culture, we'll start it out with a television review, something that I think you alluded to in a past podcast, but oh, yeah. you were not done watching yet. So why don't we why don't we start with that? So I am officially done with season one of Watchmen on HBO. Right. It's getting a lot of hype right now. The season finale was last night, Sunday night, um, and I I'm gonna have I'm just gonna decide to have a strong opinion about it to make it better uh, better podcast, <laughs> okay, better better radio basically. Um, so I pulled up the Rotten Tomatoes for this show, season one, and it's also exactly how I feel. Wow, okay. Yeah, similar to last, last week, I did the same thing with um, Us movie was the same way, but the tomato meter, the critic rating is a 96 certified fresh wow. Rotten Tomatoes. They're like, the critics are, are drooling over Watchmen. Wow. The audience, the audience yeah. score is a 50%, which is very, okay. very bad. <laughs> for for rotten tomatoes i mean it's yeah. it's yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah, low right. so i'm going to come out and just say it watchmen season 1 is trash television ooh it is so bad and i Yikes. highly recommend not w- watching it <laughs> it and and i'm going to get some flack for this because a lot it it's some people might like it some people might like it. It touches on some right. really um, current uh, themes. There's like white supremacy, but like hidden white supremacy, and there's um, vigilante justice, and there's like a lot of there's just a lot of um, like there's power struggles and dynamics, and there's but it's also so freaking weird. There's squids that fall from the sky and kill millions of people. There's <laughs> superheroes who don't have superpowers. There's a god, there's a literal god walking around on Earth called <laughs> Dr. Manhattan who basically does nothing. All they do is talk about how powerful he is and he does nothing. Zero. 
Like the entire time. Zero there's there's maybe one time when you're like, oh look, he does have powers. He's the most powerful being in the history of everything. And he has he has one scene where he does like something kind of cool and it's not even that cool. Yeah. Um it's it's this show that makes you it you think they're like it's trying to be cool, it's trying to have all these twists, and you're just like, get to the point already. There's so many hmm. stupid storylines and they're all converging and, and the people who were writing it are like, this is going to be sweet when they all come together. And you're just like, this is so dumb. <laughs> all of this stuff didn't need to happen. So anyway, don't watch Watchmen. I don't <laughs> think it's good. Uh, if you watch it and like it, let me know why you liked it. But overall, it is just... And, and it's a, it's tough because I, I want to root for HBO. I'm a big HBO right, guy. Right. HBO Sunday nights are are big, but... Don't pick they up need the replacement. season two. They, yeah, they just, I don't know, man. They're they're yeah. searching for something, and it is this is a miss. They got to find it. They got to find it. They got to find it, but it's no. not Watchmen. So, <laughs> um, that's Watchmen. It. I will say, I finished it. it. It was not bad enough for me to not finish yeah. because you you do want to know. It's it's so crazy and stupid that you just want to know what happened. You're like, I, I need to know why. Right. These squids are falling from the sky. I need to know why <laughs> this god is living on Mars, but he's like not really living yeah. on Mars. Like I, I just need to know like what I just need to know. And I think they 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 kind of strung you along the entire time so that you'd find out the answers to these stupid mm-hmm. questions. And then when it happens, you're like, oh wait, I didn't really care. I didn't care about any <laughs> of that. So that's yeah. my rant. Uh, I'm not going to rate it. I'm just going to say below fifty percent. Below fifty. Okay. Yeah. Sub fifty is all that Sub matters. Sub fifty. It is rotten. Rotten, rotten guac. Rotten guac. <laughs> Brown guac. <laughs> so there you go. Watchmen on HBO. Don't watch it. Yeah, the um, don't watch men. <laughs> Please. Um, so last topic in pop culture is what we alluded to earlier in the show, which is the 10th annual Rudolph the Red-Nosed Rager. Yes. Um, went off without a hitch for the 10th year in a row. Um, 10 years. Steve, 10 years. 10 consecutive years 10 years in a row in a row um this being unfortunately the first one that you were not able to attend i am still very upset about it because and steve is upset about yes i am happy that that from the photos and everything i've heard it looked amazing like a lot of people showed up everyone had a fun time but a part of me was like if i'm not there will it fall apart and it and it didn't it was probably better than ever (laughs) <laughs> so I, I wouldn't I don't know if I would say it was better than ever but okay. it was certainly good it was certainly it, it 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 took the next it it took its next iteration in stride I'll say that good um like uh, the so the we so you know we're at the age where people don't have apartments that they want to throw house parties at right like mm-hmm. that's that that's the 10th annual is beyond that and we're before the age where we're rich enough to go rent like the Encore Boston Harbor Casino for the night. Right? Yeah. So a few years um, out from that. <laughs> so you're so you're at this in between stage where you need a place to have a party, but you want it to be reasonable. And so uh, we use this website called Peer Space, which oh, this is actually I, a nice I, little topic. I could I could have done this in my final drive, but you know I, this I, I I'm telling you, like the let's say there was about thirty people at this party. I got asked like 28 times, like how, where, how we got the place. Whoa. So, so, so I, I figure I should, I should share that. So the, the website is called peer space and 
P E E R. P E E R space. Um, and if you if you check it out, it is quite literally, and I actually haven't verified this, but I'm fairly I'm fairly confident that Airbnb owns this website mm-hmm. um, because the interface is the exact same as Airbnb. So either they coincidentally use like the exact same web design firm or something, and they built it exactly the same way, which I would think Airbnb has some proprietary ownership of, right? right. Like, like so, I, I think it's an Airbnb subsidiary because it looks just like it, and the listings are even just like it. But it's specifically for events. Now, like when you go on there, you can check off like, you know, like studio recording or uh, wedding shower or baby shower or birthday party or, you know, whatever. Or like Christmas like, Rudolph like, the Ra- Red Nose Rager. Or, or, Rudolph, or 10th annual Rudolph the Red Nose Rager. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I just found this place in uh, Somerville in Prospect Hill and, uh, you know, sent the listing to Steve and a couple other people. Everyone thought it looked good. The, you know, so the reviews had said uh, that people had had parties there that were like, you know, 40, 50 people. So, and the max was 50. So it was kind of perfect for us. And it was just, it, it was perfect. And like, so we got in there, you know, the only downside is you got to clean everything up and like get out of there at like 11 o'clock, right? When everyone's going to go like go somewhere else, you have to kind of snap into cleaning mode for 30 minutes, right? Yeah. But, um, but you know, we're adults. Everyone was able to help and, and make that pretty easy. And, uh, yeah, so it, it worked worked awesome. Then uh, went to a greatest bar after, which is the worst bar. Greatest uh, bar is the Boston. worst bar. Uh, ironically enough, it, it is. I, I'm surprised they haven't gotten a lawsuit yet over that. Actually, it's very very false advertising. It's so but. mis. It's so misleading. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that said, uh, with all your friends at the same place, really uh, any bar is fun. So uh, that was a fun time. And uh, and yeah, Rudolph the Red Nose Rager. Uh, continues on for the tenth year in a row. So, uh, I am so you. I am so yeah. happy. I am filled with joy. You are the you are the biggest mix of happy and sad. I can imagine. I am the biggest mix of happy and sad. You are absolutely <laughs> right. I am my. I am very confused, but I am happy yes. and upset because it's not one of those things where like the happy and the sad balance out to like apathy. Right? That's not how this works. Right. The happy and the sad. <laughs> add up to the opposite of apathy just not happy or sad <laughs> yes they are they're fighting in my in my uh conscience right now yes yes but congrats on a successful rudolph you took the reins and did very well yes thank you very much um so that's that anything else on rudolph um congrats to rachel tang for oh, yeah you're gonna actually admit this huh well i have to yeah I have to, for being <laughs> the only remaining person on the planet who has been yeah, on, to on the planet? Who has been to every single Rudolph the Red Nose Rager? All ten. Yeah, and screw you, Stetson Law, for ske- <laughs> for scheduling a final on a Saturday. Yeah, that is that's that's brutal. So that's why that's I couldn't brutal. go. It's of, their fault because of stupid school and responsibilities. When I should yep. just be partying with my friends. <laughs> I agree. Anyway, I agree. Congrats. All right, so that brings us into the final drive. Do you want to go first or do you want to go second? I want to go second, Derek. All right, second. I'll go first. Um, so this is, again, a topic that we talked about briefly on a prior podcast, but we were talking about Disney+. Plus. Uh, I had heard I had heard stories about The Mandalorian, which is the really the only good show on Disney+. Plus. Um, <laughs> so I decided to do the free trial of Disney+. Plus. Watch the first six episodes of The Mandalorian. It's released once a week, so... It's not so you can binge it if you join late and get six of them. But now it's every week. Um, so 
This is basically, and, and we talked about this with the Baby Yoda memes, this is basically Star Wars way beforehand, right? Like, it's it's very early Star Wars, like, prequel to the whole universe of Star, Star Wars. Mm. Um, and it is, you know, it's, I'm not going to try to, like, summarize the whole show, but basically the, man, the main character is a Mandalorian, which is like, a, do you know what the Mandalorians are? Like, in that universe, I don't know how big of a Star Wars like guru you are i'm a negative star wars okay, guru. so i know so, nothing so, about star wars and i knew nothing about this going in either but so the mandalorians are like a like a group of people who like the guy wears a helmet all the time and he like can't show his face to anybody because that's like their way right and like they're very secretive about everything but sure. so he's a, he's a he's a bounty hunter basically and is he boba fett he is he a mandalorian <laughs> say it again. oh do, uh, do they uh, mention boba fett he wears that mask too that's that's one oh. person i know no they didn't mention it so. oh, okay Sorry. Um, but so, but so the Mandalorian it gets a, he's a bounty hunter and he gets this assignment and he's he's sent to go get a fifty year old. They said and then they give him a tracker device and it's a fifty year old is what he knows about the subject. And he gets there and it's Baby Yoda, and so and and who is apparently fifty but is a baby because like whatever like Yoda ages like extremely slowly, right? So, <laughs> um, but so long story short, like he's supposed to return Baby Yoda to the bounty hunter right and like then he kind of like feels bad and like doesn't know what they're going to do and so like he you know that kind of sparks the the whole series um so anyway just just to give the review of it it is really good i didn't really want it to be good but like it's good enough that i might decide to keep disney plus for a month and like see the rest of the episodes of it um which annoys me because that's their business model and that's what they want me to do but um, but just to give also the other half of this to people who are considering disney plus like there is nothing else on Disney Plus that you don't know about that you're like, oh, maybe I should do it and I'll find more good shows. Like, nope, like you would have <laughs> heard about them if you found them. Like, if you want to watch Disney movies and like National Geographic stuff and Marvel stuff and Star Wars, like those are the things that are on there, the things that Disney owns. And that's it, really. So yeah. <laughs> um, so just a little precursor to that. Like, I, I have nothing against Disney Plus, but like without this, without The Mandalorian, I absolutely would not be paying for it right now. Um, so what, so it's the challenge is on them to like have more non, uh, more stuff that is not in one of those four categories of like, of franchises they own. Right. Right. So, um, so yeah, there you go. I'm not going to give it a rating cause it's still going on, but I do recommend watching it. If you want to at least try the free trial of Disney plus, I think it's worth it to decide if you want to continue watching for the Mandalorian. So there you go. Is baby Yoda. Are you, how baby what are your thoughts on baby Yoda? Baby Yoda is as advertised. It's okay. really cute. <laughs> really cute. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> And, and and I think it's funnier than the memes are. But like I think when you see the scene that the memes are from, they're better than the memes. Like the, probably because the memes were so overused, right? Right. But like 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 the scene where he's like standing, like you've seen the meme where he's standing there with a the cup of coffee, right? Yes. Like that scene is really funny when that when that clip comes on. But like I didn't have any idea what the purpose of it was when I saw the meme, you know? So gotcha. Um, yeah. So, cool. so there you go. Um. So my final drive is um kind of. In regards to the Christmas season, but a, a potential gift for you or your uh, friends to get a fellow loved one, uh, the board game Code Names. Okay. Derek, have you played Code Names? I've heard of it, but I don't think I've played it. It's very, very fun. Um, so I am going to highly recommend it. It's very, it's not too expensive. It's about like a, like a less than $20 board game. Yep. I'm not going to try to describe it because it's hard to describe. It's like one of those games you have to play, but it's basically a word game where you and a partner have to try to connect words. Like you have to try to be like, all right, I'm like four of the words on this board have to do with the word hot. Can you guess which four they are? 
Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so, and your partner would have to try to guess, and if they guess the wrong one, you like you could lose the whole game or whatever. Um, anyway, it's very simple. The games are quick. Um, it's you. It's a lot of high replayability. Um, you can play with four to eight people, and um, it's a it's a very good game. I played it recently, and I actually bought it for. I'm, not, I'm actually not going to say who I bought it for because if they're listening, then <laughs> yeah, but, true, yeah, true. Yeah, then, but I did buy it for Christmas gifts, and I nice. and I'm hoping to own it someday soon as well. So, Code Names, the board game, highly recommend if you're looking for a fun, easy gift for someone, like a like a family gift or something that uh, for someone who doesn't drink or just like a a very classic Christmas yep. game. Code Names. There you go. There you go. There's a good recommendation, or like a Yankee swap gift. Sounds yeah, perfect, perfect Yankee swap gift. Perfect yeah. Yankee swap. Cool. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There's episode number 142. I think our last episode before Christmas, probably, because uh, I'm going to be away next week. So, um, so that's it. That's Merry it. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. What about before <laughs> the next year? Um, to be determined. But actually, potentially before the new year too. Actually, I, I don't know my schedule yet for sure. Yeah, that All could right. be true. Was the 30th the not next week and then the following it's Monday, Tuesday, 30th, 31st, and then it's Yeah, so I probably not, might not be able to, but maybe. We'll see. Maybe. So maybe so. see you this year, maybe see you next year. <laughs> exactly. So alrighty. See you guys next time for 143. Later decades. <laughs>